MSW Media. News was swearing. Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello. Welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, March 29th, 2021. Today, Dominion Voting has sued Fox News for $1.6 billion for defamation. California nixes the cash bail system and Baltimore will no longer prosecute drug possession or prostitution. Democrats introduce the DeJoy Act to counteract DeJoy's mail slowing plan. The Arkansas governor signs a bill allowing medical providers to refuse to treat LGBTQ plus people and the backlash over Georgia's voter suppression legislation. I'm A.G. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. Happy Monday. How did you how was your weekend? Uh, it was um, it was okay. If I'm completely honest, I have good news mixed with, you know, meh news. But good news is I got my second shot. Um, I was one of the ones that was able to get some leftover over the last month. And mm. um, whoa, man, it knocked me out mm. for a full day. So please, if you're going to get a vaccine, no matter what you've heard um, about, you know, side effects, all that, just give yourself the next day to just be and rest because... Whether you need it or not, you deserve it. So honestly, my weekend, I'm recovering from a day and a half of holy crap. And I, my heart goes out to anyone who had to experience this um, virus full-fledged. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a lot. So yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're doing better. Ooh. And uh, congrats on, on that <laughs> second you. shot. You're two weeks away. Ooh. Two weeks away from from having your free day. So congrats on that and everyone else who's getting vaccinated thank you for doing your part and uh march is almost over it's actually going to end i think this year (laughs) i know i think we might actually get to celebrate april and know we're in april Mm. last year i didn't even know we were in april i know i know uh and you know we're going to return you and i are going to return on stereo the stereo app on april 1st thursday at five pacific eight eastern so if you all want to join our after party it's it's a really really great discussion and we love hearing from everyone you can ask us questions anything you want you can tell us what's going on in your life you can talk about news stories whatever it is um it's just seriously i know we we say it's the highlight of the week but it really is for me yeah me too it's like a no holds barred and hey it's april 1st so you know if you want to start prepping with some of your best april fools jokes that you've done (laughs) bring them into the show i'd love to hear it i suck at them i'm just not good at them but i also don't fall for them so that's good yeah i'm bad at that too i'm also bad at roast battles like i can't do it um I'll think of something really effing mean to say, and then I can't do it, and then I'll try to do it, but it's half-assed, and it just comes off. <laughs> it's bad. more of a caramelization than a roast <laughs> when AG does it. <laughs> it's a steam. It's like a steam bath. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an intense steaming. Um, now, we've seen over the weekend a great deal of backlash against the voting bill um, in, in Georgia, the voter suppression bill, with a major boycott of Coca-Cola products underway. They haven't been full-throated about their, uh, you know, about opposing uh, this bill. And uh, I know a lot of people are focusing on the you can't bring water to people standing in line. There are many other provisions of this bill that are extremely dangerous. Um, Right now, Major League Baseball is actually considering moving the All-Star game, which was going to be in July in 
Georgia. They're thinking of pulling out uh, of that, uh, which was kind of like when basketball, um, the um, basketball right. took their game out of uh, out of North mm-hmm. Carolina. And um, so we're seeing those things happening. We know that I think that the Indiana Jones director has decided not to shoot uh, the his movie in Georgia. There's just a lot going on. They're trying to put a lot of you know monetary pressure on the Republican government there in in that state. I just hope it doesn't trickle down and hurt the people. Agreed. But that's that's what's happening there. And we'll be covering uh, this. I know that there are already a ton of lawsuits that are being filed against this bill. I t- I don't think that the provision about water is going to hold up. I think it's unconstitutional. It has to be. Um uh, however, we do have severability. It worked in our favor when we were doing the when the Affordable Care Act went to the Supreme Court and they were able to take out the, you know, the mandate, um, the mandatory tax or mandatory, uh, you know, fee, uh, but keep the rest of the bill. And so there are, you know, precedents for severability. And, I, I you know, I'm just concerned that this particular Supreme Court. You know, the, the SCOTUS gutted the, the Voting Rights Act in 2013. That was before Gorsuch, Ugh. Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett joined right. the court. And so I can see them either not hearing it or, depending on how the appeals court rules, um, hearing it and striking down certain provisions of this law, but not anything else. I mean, the, the Constitution does say that states have the right to run the elections the way that they want. If they want to have a dance-off, you know, they can do that. So it's just going to be really, really difficult, uh, a difficult uphill battle. Uh, And I think it's going to be up to us more than it's going to be up to the courts. But we'll see. We'll be following it for you. We do have a lot of uh, other news to get to. So let's do that. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Lead story today. Dominion Voting Systems has filed a $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News on Friday, arguing the cable news giant in an effort to boost faltering ratings falsely claimed that the voting company had rigged the 2020 election. Dominion argues that Fox News, which amplified inaccurate assertions that Dominion altered votes, quote, sold a false story of election fraud in order to serve its own commercial purposes, severely injuring Dominion in the process. That's according to a copy of the lawsuit obtained by the Associated Press. Now, even before Dominion's lawsuit on Friday, Fox News had already filed four motions to dismiss other legal actions against its coverage. And uh, anchor Eric Sean interviewed a Dominion spokesperson on air in November. Fox has already won defamation suits based on the assertion that no reasonable people should believe anything that they say. Tucker Carlson won a lawsuit saying that. And I assume there will, that will be probably their defense in this case. We know Sidney Powell used that defense in her recent motion to dismiss the, this, a similar suit against her from Dominion. You know, so no yeah. reasonable people can take anything that I say as fact. Um, and, you know, Fox has a history of winning loss, defamation lawsuits based on that. So we'll see how it goes. Um, AG, the next story for years, California legislatures and judges have tried to reform the state's money bail system to reduce discrimination against the poor. Now, on Thursday, four months after voters rejected such a reform, the California Supreme Court ruled that it's unconstitutional to require defendants to remain behind bars simply because they cannot afford bail. 
Now, in a unanimous decision, the state's top court told judges to favor pretrial release and consider a person's ability to pay before setting bail. Thursday's ruling is likely to lead to many more people being released without bail before they go to trial. Now, judges may keep criminal defendants locked up only when, quote, clear and convincing evidence shows that there's no other way to protect the public and ensure the defendant's return for court appearances. Now, the ruling represents a partial victory for criminal justice advocates and a setback for California's bail industry, which, as we know, is quite lucrative. A national coalition of bail agencies groups sponsored the November ballot initiative, Proposition 25, to head off a state no-bail law it opposed. Bail schedules will remain, and people who are arrested can continue to post the required amounts, Ramirez said. But the accused are entitled to bail hearings within 24 hours after arrest and can argue to a judge that they cannot afford the set amounts. And in a similar story from NBC a year ago, as the coronavirus began to spread across Maryland, Baltimore State Attorney's Marilyn Mosby stopped prosecuting drug possession, prostitution, minor traffic violations, and other low-level offenses, and a move aimed at curbing COVID-19 spread behind bars. So that shift, repeated by prosecutors in many other cities, didn't just reduce jail populations. Like in Baltimore, nearly all categories of crime have since declined since that, confirming to Mosby that she and criminal justice experts have argued for years. Crackdowns on quality of life crimes are not necessary for stopping more serious crimes. And I think we've seen this. On Friday, Mosby announced that she was making her pandemic experiment permanent, saying Baltimore, for decades notorious for runaway violence and rough policing, had become a case study in criminal justice reform. So Mosby said the Baltimore Police Department will be a partner in this shift away from low-level prosecutions, in which officers and prosecutors will focus on violent crime and drug trafficking as courts begin holding criminal trials again. I think this is so important. We have seen time and time again these two systems of justice. Now, if you are arresting more black and brown people on ridiculous things... More than likely, you're going to have a bail problem. They know this, that this favors the rich when it comes to being able to get out of jail with just posting bail. And I like that there is still this, uh, this exception that let's see what then, one, they can afford, and two, what a threat they are to society. So I do hope that this is the beginning of some serious justice reform in a country because it needs to be made. Mm-hmm. And the bail, the bail system thing is, is happening in California and what's going over on, in Baltimore, I think, is going to, you know, eliminate the need uh, for, for this bail system. Uh, but we'll see how how they sort of treat that. But, you know, they said that these that these low level crimes are not connected to. Right higher level, more violent crimes. And, and so I think we'll see, you know, this is going to be a really uh, good litmus test. Um, and I think it'll work. So I'm, I'm happy that they're doing this. And uh, here's something interesting. Today, Democrats are swarming to block a key piece of Postmaster General Louis DeJoy's 10-year restructuring plan for the U.S. Postal Service, casting doubt on the feasibility of his proposals for achieving financial stability for the agency, which, by the way, it's not fucking required to do. And, A.G., just a really small interjection. How the fuck is he still in charge of this agency? (laughs) Okay, continue. They're still trying to, uh, you know, the the three vacancies that Biden put forward uh, names to fill are still going through the Senate. uh, So it's just a that's a long process of replacing the board of governors, which is the, which is the only group of people that can fire the postmaster general. Why he's not been arrested? You got me. Thank but, you. Uh, I, I think we're also in the middle of a transition of the Department of Justice for that. Yeah, and I do want the I do want the postal department to arrest him when it happens. By the way, okay. I, <laughs> I want it to be a Bannon like po- post totally. office boat cop situation. <sighs> 
Now, a group of House Democrats on Friday introduced legislation to prohibit the Postal Service from lengthening mail delivery windows and requiring it to adhere to present service expectations. They named it, the, here's what the name of the bill is, Delivering Envelopes Judiciously on Time Year Round, also known as the DeJoy Act, Brilliant. D-E-J-O-Y. Yes, Delivering Envelopes Judiciously on Time Year Round, the DeJoy Act. One House aide involved in postal reform legislation introduced in February said some members of the caucus are leery of proceeding with efforts to address the Postal Service's financial obligations, given that DeJoy's 10-year plan includes sharp reduction in service, uh, including slower timetables for mail delivery and reduced post office hours. Under current service standards, or the amount of time uh, the Postal Service allots itself to deliver a piece of mail, it should take no more than three days for a first-class mail item to arrive, regardless of where it's being sent in the United States. Under DeJoy's new plan, three days standard would apply to 70% of first-class mail items, but for the remaining 30%, which is roughly 5 billion pieces of mail, the benchmark would go to as many as five days, based on destination mileage. So... He's trying to slow shit down. He's probably setting himself up with his private industries to help deliver the mail and get those contracts, um, some of which he already has. So uh, we'll see how this legislation goes again with a filibuster in place. I know. There's (laughs) so so many things that could be fixed. I know. I know. It is so frustrating. Uh, Not as frustrating as this next story. Mm. Um, This comes out of Arkansas. The Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson, on Friday signed into law legislation allowing doctors to refuse to treat someone because of religious or moral objections, a move opponents have said will give providers broad power to turn away LGBTQ patients and others. This is exactly why this bill was signed, and it is infuriating to me and anyone in this community and our allies. Uh, the measure says healthcare workers and institutions have the right to not participate in non-emergency treatments that violate their conscience, which goes highly against the Hippocratic Oath, by the way. Yep. Uh, the new law won't take effect until late this summer. However, opponents of the law, including the Human Rights Campaign and the American Civil Liberties Union, have said it will allow doctors to refuse to offer a host of services for LGBTQ plus patients. The State Chamber of Commerce also opposed the measure, saying it sends the wrong message about the state. <laughs> opponents have said types, you think? Opponents have said types of health care that could be cut off include maintaining hormone treatments for transgender patients needing inpatient care for an infection or grief counseling for same-sex couples. They also said it could uh, affect and be used to refuse to fill prescriptions for birth control or by physician assistance to override patient directives on end-of-life care. That is huge. Uh, The law is among several measures targeting the transgender people that have easily advanced through the majority Republican legislature this year. Hutchinson on Thursday signed a law that would prohibit transgender women and girls from playing on sports teams consistent with their gender identity. We're seeing this happen all over the country. A final vote is scheduled for Monday on another proposal that would prohibit gender confirming treatments for surgery for minors. These, and, and please hear me, if you live in the state, I need you to call your legislatures. This is damaging so damaging to our transgender youth uh, you have no idea and i really hope that just like in north carolina uh, with the bathroom bill b- people start to really speak up and and boycott in the state i honestly i don't even know what corporations i have to look into uh, exist in arkansas and things that happen there but this is devastating to the community um and it's 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 infuriating i'm not really sure what to do about it right now other than please call your legislatures that's 
what you can do. Yeah, and some of these things that are blocked are just astounding to me. Like, for example, if, if there's a transgender person who's in the hospital for multiple days because they have an infection and they've been on hormone therapy for years, a doctor, if they don't believe it, uh, if they don't agree with it, they can not give, you know, not continue that hormone treatment while they're not. It's very dangerous. That's so dangerous. And grief counseling for same-sex couples. And then the, the thing that really, you know, I thought that we were well over in this country, but we're clearly not, is physician assistance overriding patient directives for end-of-life care. You know, taking away spousal rights. Um, it's just, it's disgusting and uh, it, th that one makes absolutely no sense. I agree with you 100%. Absolutely no sense that a doctor thinks that they should be able to intervene in that. There's so much that needs to be changed in this country with regard to that. Yeah. And um, I don't, if you, if you can't care for your patient, you shouldn't be a doctor. Um, all right. Well, we'll be right back. I'm going to be talking to the executive producer of Vice TV's The Devil You Know, season two. Um, her name is Sarah Sharkey Pierce. This is a really, really incredible uh, series that starts tonight at 10 p.m. on Vice TV, March 29th. Dana, it's about the woman who, th uh, the lizard people thing, right? That's well, yeah. one in four people are lizard people, and they're, it's this big cabal to take over the world, and, and all the, you know, some folks who got wrapped up in this cult. Absolutely just incredible story. And we talk about the through lines between all cults, including uh, people who QAnon, people who follow Donald Trump, uh, et cetera, Nexium, Scientology. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. it's all the 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 method of operations is just the mo the modus operandi is just so blatantly obvious to anyone who's not in it. It's a really fascinating conversation. So everybody stick around for that. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG and today's episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Caliper CBD. Life can be very stressful and unpredictable and it's important to practice self-care, but taking care of yourself shouldn't add to your stress. That is the great thing about CBD. It helps you feel better without having to make drastic changes to your routine. If you haven't tried Caliper CBD, I really recommend it. It helps me sleep easier, feel calm, and keeps me less sore after long days or hard workouts. This past January, Colorado State University published the first peer-reviewed study to compare how different CBD products on the market are absorbed and processed by the body. Caliper CBD was found to deliver 30 times more CBD than CBD oil in the first 30 minutes. That's absolutely huge. For listeners who are looking for the best way to get the benefits of CBD, this is it. It's also the reason I stick with Caliber. They've introduced a much better way to consume CBD, and I love their easy-to-use powder. Unlike oils and tinctures, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes easily in food or drink, and it has precisely 20 milligrams in each packet, so you never question how much CBD you're taking. I like to put it in my morning coffee or a post-workout protein shake, and Caliper CBD comes in an affordable 30 and 60-count pack. And Caliper is completely THC-free and made with all-natural, non-GMO ingredients. There's no fillers or added chemicals or artificial flavors, none of that junk. So take care of yourself, but make it easy on yourself with Caliper CBD. And get 20% off your first order when you use promo code DAILYBEANS at trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you do not love it, they'll give you a full refund. So that's trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. And don't forget promo code DAILYBEANS for 20% off your first order. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am very excited today to be speaking with the executive producer of season two of The Devil You Know. On uh, It's going to premiere today, tonight, March 29th at 10 p.m. on Vice TV. Please welcome Sarah Sharkey Pierce. Sarah, it's wonderful to talk to you. Hi. Nice to meet you. It's, it's great to meet you, too. And I have to say, I've watched the trailer and I've watched clips of what we're about to see tonight on Vice TV on The Devil You Know. And it is 
chilling because, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast about cult behavior, um, particularly as it sort of lends itself to um, Trump followers, QAnon, those kinds of things. And I feel like there is just a common thread in all of this sort of cult-like behavior. And I wanted to, uh, to ask you a little bit about um, season two of The Devil You Know and, and who this, what, what cult this focuses on, who this focuses on. Yeah, sure. Um, well, basically uh, there's a murder in the Pocono Mountains and it leads to the discovery of this online cult, a really small time, you know, low profile, apparently at the time, um, a woman named Sherry Schreiner, who calls herself like, a, you know, just a granny from Ohio, just sharing the good word. And so she comes out of an evangelical tradition. Um, and at a certain point in her career, uh, she wants to be a CNN news anchor and gets shut out of sort of mainstream media and returns to her hometown and starts to sort of proselytize online uh, on, you know, early blog talk radio. And so she's kind of like 1.0 of QAnon and all the stuff we're seeing today. And her message is still alive and well, you know? And when did all of this take place when they investigated the suicide and, and found uh, Sherry Schreiner and, and what uh, what she was sort of evangelizing on YouTube. What, when was this? What was the time period? Oh, the time frame is tricky really with her. Like in terms of the murder, like when people start to understand who she is, um, like it's 2017, Steve is killed by his girlfriend, Barbara, apparently. And um, when you look into the little, a little more, um, you question whether it was Barbara or Steve and Barbara, or maybe his expulsion from this online cult and his relationship with Sherry Schreiner that sort of drove him to the edge. And when you look into Sherry Schreiner a little more, you realize that she's been sort of active since 2001. Um, you know, um, okay. and became, you know, gathered a huge following sort of as the Trump era uh, sort of took hold. Yeah. And, and because of the timing here, I have to wonder if the susceptibility of the population to things like QAnon and, and, and things like the big lie, et cetera, uh, which came later, sort of laid a groundwork for this sort of conspiracy theory because I mean what was she claiming she was claiming uh this is the the lizard people sort of uh theory right and what what is that where what is, what is the theory the theory is there's a new world order that's already sort of upon us and there's like reptilians in the white house that are essentially the spawn of satan and you know they're in charge of everything like uh, they're the reason we shouldn't get a vaccine they're the reason we shouldn't you know, trust immigrants, Satan's in the White House. And, you know, Amer and America is, is at war already with, you know, with these, these beings that are essentially like a bloodline of Satan. And, you know, they're, yeah, and it's everybody and their mother. It's like Lady Gaga is a reptilian, you know, and, and there's reptilians in the police force and there's reptilians in the White House. And, you know, what's true about what she's saying in one sense is that, you know, there are people that are more, you know, there's the 1% and there's the rest of us. And there's some people that have power and some people don't. And so the narrative she's spinning really resonates with people who feel disenfranchised and don't trust their government. And there's lots of reasons in this time that people might feel that way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she claims that one in four people are actually not people, right? Or that sort of, you know, the cover story here is that you can't tell them from regular people, right? Like they walk around and live like us, uh, but there's no way to tell. And it's, we've heard stories about this and I'm so glad that Vice is is, is doing this and that you're executive producing it because it's just, it's incredible that, you know, this, theory, this conspiracy theory, which has been around, as you said, for a long time, uh, has has gained so much traction in very recent years. What do you think the, what, like, that's sort of a phenomenon that, I, you know, did you delve into that, like the timing part of it in, in the series? Yeah, a little. I mean, the clone thing is interesting, like one in four, like if somebody you don't trust looks exactly like somebody you do trust, you need someone to decode that for you. And so Sherry in this cult becomes very important. It, put, it props up the leader and props up the power of the leader. And so you need to go back to your, your leader and say, what's going on here? I can't really decode the world anymore if one in four people are clones and they all, you know, mm-hmm. um, look the same. So, you know, uh, for example, in this story with Barbara and Steve Mineo, um, Sherry Schreiner claimed that Barbara was a, a witch or a reptile or a super soldier or all kinds of sort of wild things when she was just sort of a, a fragile, regular human being. Um, and <clears throat> Steve was so deep into the cult that he like tested his girlfriend and and wondered if she maybe was one of these people that Sherry claimed, you know, and um, and he found out that she wasn't and kind of knowing her personally and realizing that maybe the things that Sherry is telling him aren't quite true. They didn't match up with the reality he was living and the girlfriend he knew. Um, and that's when his world sort of fell apart because the person that he'd been following for 10 years, who'd been like explaining to him like why the world worked the way it does, why 9-11 happened, why we're in the shitstorm we're in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she she didn't like his girlfriend and so he left the cult and that's when he sort of fell apart. And and the girlfriend is, is Kelly, right? No, the girlfriend is Barbara Rogers. Barbara. Kelly Wheel is a young, um, a young sort of high post high school student who gets involved in transcribing the alien news who has her own strange history and ends up dead in a field outside of Detroit. So a very separate story, but a a Sherry Schreiner disciple who also ended up dead. Now, just from an outsider perspective, I mean, you know, talking about the people in power, the people who control the government, those that you can't trust, the lizard people, etc. Who is Barbara? Why would she have some sort of power? Like she doesn't seem, she doesn't strike me as somebody in a position of power. So how does that, how does she sort of square that? Yeah. Um, Like the cult leader, Sherry Schreiner. Well, she, when Sherry told uh, this guy that his girlfriend was a a clone, but would, but like, aren't the clones like important people who can control things? Barbara doesn't seem like that person. No, I mean, it's kind of like, um, there's an infection and everybody's getting it or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like a plague of sorts. Like, mm. you know, the you, separating good from evil becomes more and more difficult and you have to be connected to someone like the cult leader, Sherry Schreiner, to be able to decode the world and navigate your way through it. It's just a, it's really a, a cult, cult leader device for like increasing your own power. 
to ah. destabilize um, the personal relationship. Like it's very old school cult in a way. It's just all happening in this online way now. But if you say someone's girlfriend isn't important to them and try and destabilize their connection in the real world, then you have more power in their life. Um, yeah, we see it in Scientology, right? Where yeah. if, if there's people who are in your family that uh, don't, you know, buy into what you buy into, that they're the enemy and you have to disown them. We saw it in the Nexium cult. I mean, it's a very common sort of cult-like behavior. Mm-hmm. And does Sherry claim that she can tell who is? Yeah. Yeah, Sherry's Sherry's got like a relationship with God and like speaks to him on the daily and has the direct truth, the un, you know, the truth you don't hear in churches that really there's lizard people running the world. And really she's the, she's the source of, you know, the connection to, to good. Right. It gives her her power. She can tell you, you know, she can read that for you. Now you, you mentioned codes quite a bit and I want to get into the code stuff, but I do have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Sure. All right, everybody stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this episode of The Beans is brought to you by Stamps.com. I like to dream about all the amazing places I'd go if I had extra time and extra money, and I think about all those places, and the post office is not on the list. So if you're like me and you always try to avoid waiting in lines and wasting precious time and money, I highly recommend using Stamps.com. Mailing and shipping online at Stamps.com is a breeze. They allow you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted bulk rates from USPS and UPS and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and time. Tons of money. You get the services of the post office and UPS all in one place, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates, and you get to stay at home. I found their services very smooth and efficient, very user-friendly. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices or an online seller shipping out orders, or even if you're a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Uh, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print out official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. And once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop-off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get discounts of up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saves you time and money. No wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with promo code DAILYBEANS, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus you get free postage, and they'll send you a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on that little microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in DAILYBEANS, all one word. That's Stamps.com. Stamps.com, promo code DAILYBEANS. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking to Sarah Sharkey Pierce. She's the executive producer of season two of The Devil You Know, which premieres tonight at 10 p.m. on Vice TV, March 29th. Um, Really incredible look into the Sherry Schreiner cult. And before um, the break, you had mentioned a couple times that Sherry was the one who spoke to God and could tell who was a clone and could decode the world. And there's a lot of code. That's another sort of common thing because we had talked about common traits of cults and cult leaders uh, a little bit before the break. And another common theme is that there things are coded. Like we saw this a lot in the QAnon cult, right? That there are codes and drops and, and she's the only one who's able to translate them. Is that another way that she helped maintain her own power? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she had um, all kinds of strange sort of, uh, like she believed in something called angels in the flesh, which are the people that are close to God, like her. They're people that are on the good side. They're not the lizard people. And um, Kelly Wheel, um, the suicide victim that appears, we hear the story of in episode three, um, 
believed she was an angel in the flesh. And, you know, and her proximity to Sherry Shriner, uh, you know, made her closer to God. Yeah, developing a whole other language that people have to onboard, learn, and then can communicate with, um, just kind of pushes the real world away, right? And we're seeing that a lot with fake news right now and truth or culture, right? Yeah, and these selected people, the selected few, the chosen ones, they feel important yeah. and everyone else are others. You know, we've we've seen it in, uh, um, you know, we had brought up uh, Scientology uh, before the break. And as you rid yourself of Thetans you, and you take the classes and pay the money, you move up closer and closer to being a more pure a soul and to be able to understand and see things in a different way. And it just, it's, it strikes me as, as very based on that. And did, do you know, um, I mean, has, I don't want to really give away the conclusion or anything like that, but has, has Sherry Schreiner ever talked about this or admitted anything, or is she still in it and still ro rolling it? Um, the cult's still running. People are still followers. You know, where Sherry Schreiner is and how she's doing is something that's revealed in the series. Um, you know, I think uh, the issue really is the cat's out of the bag with this kind of thinking, you know, like mm. people believe that something isn't right and they don't have the answers they need and they're grasping at straws in kind of like a post-truth world for some answers, you know, like what the hell's going on? Why is this happening? Why don't I have any money? Why is there, you know, an opioid crisis? Why there's a lot of bad things happening. So um, what, what people need is some kind of connection to a community, some truth, you know, and we haven't, we're not really providing that for people right now. No, we're not for any cult. It's very, it's very difficult to get out and to, yeah. to see it. You know, you, you mentioned the disinformation and, and the fake news world. Yeah. It's so hard for people to sort of come to and realize that they have been swindled and, and duped for, for very serious reasons and very serious purposes. People who have a mean, you know, people who have a, a goal uh, whereas if you think about what the goal is for those inside the cult, it's like, what is the, what is the ultimate goal to expose, uh, the, the clones and lizard people to decode the world? To expose the clones and litter, uh, lizard people, but also to profit. I mean, um, Sherry made people into orgone warriors, right? And, and so people bought orgone from her, which is this strange resin and metal sort of thing baked in a cupcake tin that apparently protects you from Satan and evil. And you can like lay it on your property or around your town or in your house and it wards off the devil, right? Um, that's something that's appealing to people <laughs> and yeah. pay money for. And um, and that's how Sherry made her money. Um, yeah, it reminds me of Alex Jones's vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's the so, same. I mean, the yeah. other factor here, really, like by episode six, you're getting into some interesting territory where we're kind of deconstructing the role of um, uh, social media in the cult. And so, you know, um, that's an interesting thing, too. We talked to Guillaume Chaslow, who's a whistle whistleblower slash sort of ex um, YouTube architect, and he explains how extremism is pushed on the internet and how YouTube in particular is perfect for cult leaders. It's a perfect dissemination tool, right? Because the more extremist content you consume, the more you get, and then your feed is filled with it. And then you actually don't have a world outside of it. You have a filter bubble where you're just experiencing the same information over and over again. So flat earthers are a real thing right now, even though the world is round. <laughs>
Yeah. And that's another commonality, right? Is because it's set up to perpetuate itself when, you know, when, when Sherry Schreiner says, look, oh, I can tell if you're one of these angels in the flesh, you can tell, but it's real. And anyone who says it's not real is the devil. And, and, you know, we said, we see that with flat earthers who say, well, no, I, you know, I, the pictures, it's all fake. It's all made up. And uh, you, you can't get high up enough in the atmosphere to prove me wrong and, and uh, et cetera. So it's just sort of this kind of rolls in on itself and, and protects itself from being exposed as being fake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. I think the other interesting feature of the series is that we actually get to hear Sherry talk. Um, there's like a th over 300 hour archive of her um, blog talk radio show. And we, you know, we talk about Sherry, people talk about who they knew, um, uh, what she's like, people, blah, blah, blah. But uh, hearing, hearing her thoughts in her own words has a real power. It, and it helps to understand why someone was attracted to her, but also um, just sort of how her worldview works. I think across the series, as you hear her voice over and over again, you start to understand sort of the shape of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, and you wonder, you always have to wonder, does she believe it herself? Uh, or, or does she know she's grifting? Uh, uh, it's sort of like when I saw for the first time, the texts between Manafort and Sean Hannity, uh, the texts that weren't supposed to get out reading these text messages, I was like, they actually believe they're bullshit. I was shocked that the text messages weren't, Hey, we're going to dupe them again today. Sweet. High five. It was like, like they honestly truly believed that Russia is a hoax and everyone was out to get them. And, and this was all planned. And I'm like, wow. So it's, it's, it's kind of an, an, an interesting dive into what these leaders themselves actually truly believe. And, and, you know, whether or not they're intentionally tricking people, it's just fascinating. Yeah, that Hustler conversation was a big one on the series with all the people who worked on it with Tony Russo, who's an investigative journalist and writer who, who did a lot of research for us. And um, I think, you know, I think she was both. I, I think she believed it. And I think she was doing it like it was a hustle big yeah. time. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Is there anything else you want to tell us uh, about a season two before before I let you go? Mm, I think it's worth watching. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely worth watching because, I mean, like I said, this is uh, a conspiracy that's been out there for a while. Uh, it just started picking up traction in the era of fake news and Donald Trump. And I think that that plays an important role. And I really encourage everybody to watch it. The Devil You Know season two premieres tonight, March 29th, 10 p.m. on Vice TV. Thank you so much, Sarah Sharkey Pierce, executive producer. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Ich liebe es, jeden Tag meine Bohnen zu haben. That is German for I love having my beans every day. And I learned it from Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Hey, everybody, it's AG from the Daily Beans. One of my goals for this year was to learn a new language, and Babbel has made that whole process addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons that you'll use in the real world. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. I'm working on my German right now. I used to live in Germany. I used to in Deutschland, and I've lost most of my German, so I want to get it back. And Babbel has made it really easy. 
Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it a perfect way to learn a new language on the go so I can take it with me on my walks in the morning. And unlike the infamous language classes in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind, things you'll use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be very effective. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you will get an additional three months for free. That is six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com, use promo code DAILYBEANS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, and use code DAILYBEANS for an extra three months free. Babbel, language for life. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll float on good news is on the way. Everybody, Dane is here with me for the good news. And if you have any good news or corrections or confessions or, or you know, misheard song lyrics or you want to play What the Mutt with us, you can do that all by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact and just sending in whatever you like. This is my favorite part of the day and especially on Mondays. I really love this. So thank you for sending these in. They are my favorites and they lift my spirit and I could use it. I could use it today. I always feel better emotionally, even if I'm feeling shitty physically after I read these. So it helps. Yep. I'll connect it. I'll connect it. Totally. All right. Let's go here. Let's kick this off with Danielle, pronouns she and her. Hey, Beans Queens. I wanted to submit some good news and a submission to What the Mutt. My good news is this. I was working in a nursing home kitchen for about eight years. The environment was really toxic to the point my therapist was begging me to find another job. I didn't really have any experience in any other industry as I had only worked in food service. I had pretty much resigned myself to just working there till I eventually retired. Then my best friend found a new job and was on the lookout for her replacement. And she recommended me, even though I had literally zero experience. I aced the interview and got the job. I am now a financial manager bookkeeper for a nonprofit organization. The job is pretty easy. I have my own office, and there's only one other person that works in my office. I'm also now studying to get my bookkeeping certification, so I'll be a real bookkeeper instead of a faking it (laughs) till I make it. (laughs) For my pod pet tax, meet Dixie. She's a rescue and was already named when we got her. We adopted her uh, for me because my fiancé is really a cat person <laughs> that that's what he said until we adopted her and now she's his dog of course <laughs> that's his leg and foot in one of the pics she's a bundle of sass and loves to sneak sips of sweet tea when nobody's looking oh my goodness looking. oh my god oh she's my god so cute she's like a little yorkie yeah like a yorkie with the look at those bat ears oh my maybe goodness. a maybe a chinese crested maybe a chihuahua what are those ears i've never seen any ears like that before those are impressive they're incredible i love it one of us like she acts like she's sleeping too and that thing is up oh there's an answer all right here we here we go we're pretty sure she's a karen terrier chihuahua mix you got the chihuahua Woo-hoo. love the show uh it's the first thing i listen to every day i think karen terrier is toto from wizard of oz that's awesome i feel like a karen terrier would bark a lot and complain but it's not spelled that way okay next <laughs> karen one terrier. <laughs> <laughs> yes but the wicked witch of the west is the original karen right <laughs> 
Uh, might be the vaccine. Okay. Molly, this one's next one's from Molly. Uh, <laughs> that sounded like it could be the Molly. Uh, this next one's from Molly, pronouns she and her. I have two pieces of good news. One, Minnesotans are already working on legislation to fix our insulting and victim-blaming rape laws. Any Minnesotans who listen should check out HF707 and email your reps. And two, after nearly two decades of thinking I'm allergic to dogs, I learned that I'm just really allergic to the grass they bring inside with them. Whoa. That's amazing. And for pet tax, enjoy some pics of my sweet snuggle lap dog, Mango. Yeah, and as far as that Minnesotan uh, law, uh, they basically had ruled, the Supreme Court ruled there, the, the, I believe the state Supreme Court ruled, that uh, if a woman came to the dude already drunk and got herself drunk, she cannot be considered incapacitated what? for rape purposes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the dude has to force her to drink in order for it to... Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, look at this puppy, though. That makes... That brings my spirits up. Look so at, sweet. Oh, what a sweetie. Looks so soft. I want to pet the ears. <laughs> All right, next up from Anna from the UK, pronoun she and her. Good news. I've been back at work at my local hospital since June. I am fully vaccinated, and my mom has had her first jab. And three, I've been put on the wait list for a new wheelchair... And as part of being on the waiting list, I'll hopefully have a reassessment of my wheelchair needs nice. soon. Oh, that's amazing. Now, a confession of sorts. A couple weeks ago, whilst admitted to the hospital for a UTI and possible kidney stones, I decided to take my mind off the pain by catching up on the beans. I was listening to DG and AG discussing spiders and how DG would rather vacate a house than deal with spiders. It's got me thinking about my nephew who, when he was about five, rang my mum. We just taught him our phone numbers in case of emergencies. He insisted that my mom should come over immediately and deal with a spider that was on the sofa because mummy won't take it away. Upon remembering this, I forgot where I was and burst out laughing, the kind with snorts, too. And to my embarrassment, when I stopped laughing, I look up to see the consultant, equal to an attending doctor here in the United States, the, the consultant urologist, peeking around the curtain <laughs> with a look of deep concern on his face. Are you okay? It sounded like you were choking. <laughs> Oh, that was his greeting. God knows how long he'd been there. I went bright red and apologized. He was very kind and said it was nice to see I was feeling better. For pod tax, I submit two photos. The black and white kitty is my sister's cat, Jackson, who normally loves being on the sofa and being a chonk. Here he looks like he's auditioning for the part of the French knight in Monty Python's <laughs> Spamalot. <laughs> The ginger kitty is Henry. Henry lives near the hospital I work at. He has loving owners, but spends a lot of time hanging around the hospital campus, so much so he's become a bit of a celebrity among staff and patients alike. Henry will request attention from people as they make their way to work and will often try to con people into giving him food. <laughs> Shortly after I took this photo, he tried to jump in my bag and get his paws <laughs> on my ham sandwich. <laughs> Thanks for everything you ladies do. Look oh at, my look God, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Go where I shall taunt you a second time. Get that second one. Oh, kitty. What a fluffy ginger tabby. Got some personality there. I'd love to see it. All right. Um, this next one is from Anonymous, pronoun she and her. Good news. As of today, my mama, 84, and her five ducklings, 50, I love that, 50, 52, 54, 56, and 58. Goodness sakes, mom. That is amazing, mom. Holy majoli. She was pregnant for 10 years. <laughs> no, 
Jesus, literally. <laughs> They're all vaccinated. First dose, anyway. She has also changed her political affiliation for Republican Independent. That's awesome. Woo-hoo. The last three years of the former guy's term, she took to calling him a dickhead. <laughs> if you want to see something funny, picture five-foot white-haired lady saying dickhead. That's so great. That's amazing. 50, 52, 54, 56. Those are lottery numbers. That's amazing. <laughs> They're all two years apart. That's incredible. Why don't they call Irish twins? Or Irish like twins. One year? Is that one year, isn't it? Like when they're like within a year and two months or two something? Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Within two years. Yeah. Irish twins. Yep. That's what uh, what uh, my people call it. Uh, all right. Next up from Throwing Pennies, pronouns they and them. Hello, queens. I'm super happy to share that as of the 25th, all members of my household and a couple elderly family members have at least had first round mm-hmm. of the vaccine. Also, are there any nicknames for the vaccine you like? I like Fauci Ouchie. Me too. For what the mutt, I've got two. My dog named Boy was my first long-term dog. We got him from a friend's uh, friend of mine's dad's who built a rent-a-fence around his RV in the middle of nowhere in Lancaster, California, where he had a ton of different kinds of dogs, a.k.a. my happy place. Anyway, I prefer to keep an innocent and positive outlook about why he had all those dogs. <laughs> we almost took one of his sisters, but they uh, they were big four months old and I was particularly small the 10 year old sister got away when our soon to be dog approached my dad we took him home where he gave us over 11 amazing years of joy I still have no idea what my little buddy was made out of he was super fluffy and I have a feeling his head doesn't match his body type we also (laughs) we also have another mix baby who we got a year later from another friend of my dad's and found her as a stray she lived with us and boy for a decade and is still alive uh, although she is uh, getting crunchier by the day, and my dad may be as old as 17, she's never slowed down, being sassy, being a sassy goober. I call her my oldie but goodie. I also don't know what she is, and you can't afford a DNA test, so I welcome your guesses. Thanks for your time and all-around hard work. So I feel like this first picture, if Leonardo DiCaprio continued to grow out his beard and hair in that movie he was in, in the, the, the outdoors, <laughs> this is exactly what he would look like. Yeah. Like, this is a human man in dog form. <laughs> This look just definitely looks like uh, my friend Matt Devlin, but it also looks like an Irish wolfhound and yep. a schnauzer. That's what I see here. I absolutely see Irish wolfhound, and because I I had a wolf collie mix when I was a kid. Um, oh my god, so sweet. I th- I would even say full, maybe full on that one. Here we go. Guesses below. Newfoundland Labrador bearded collie. Huh. Those are the guesses. Those are just the guesses. That's a guess. Hmm. Bearded Collie. Yeah, for sure. I oh my see goodness. that. But I feel like there's Irish wolf. This next it. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. I feel like this is his dog. Oh, like if Lord. that was that last dog was human, this is his little buddy. Like, hey, hey, pal, you want to go outside? Yeah. Hey, pal, you want to go play? It's mini. It's mini dog from the, from the first dog. Uh, I see a. I see a. Oh gosh, Jack Russell maybe. Um maybe a some sort of terrier definitely terrier schnauzer schnauzer dogs yeah and that's her guess too uh jack or parson russell terrier and a schnauzer yeah that's kind of what i see as well look at the face is so great so so sweet okay thank you for those (gasps) i love the pups all right this next one's from jojo pronouns she and her hello my beans queens thank you for all your work you do and helping me sound really fucking smart when i'm lecturing people at work (laughs) the community (laughs) and the shows you guys have worked so hard for is incredibly is incredible world changing work so this is not a specific misheard lyric, but misheard song, sort of. So my dad is a fucking nerd. I love him. But this guy was having a second grade 
it was like having a second grader doing algebra for math homework. Anyway, so when he was busy earning his master's degree in college back in like the 70s or 80s, he would record music off the radio onto reel to reel and kept that all kept all that crazy music. So from reel to reel, it went to cassette tapes and then to CDs and now digital. The whole thing is that he would play Weird Al Yankovic for me and my sisters our entire lives. I grew up thinking my Bologna, it's hysterical, and I bought it on eBay, were original songs, like my Bologna. <laughs> yeah, instead of my Sharona, my Bologna. Okay, and I bought it on eBay, were original songs. It was embarrassing uh, when I was in my early teens and my Sharona came on the TV and my friend at the time told me this was the original song. My dad confirmed that it, in fact... Uh, Weird, Weird Al Yankovic is a parody artist. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I love him dearly, but what the fuck? Confession. <laughs> confession. I still know I bought it on eBay better than I want it that way. Nice. As of today, my immediate family and I will be fully vaccinated. So who's a... Uh... I also, I'm from Texas, and be assured, not all of us agree with Governor Fuckface and Cancun Cruz. Not everyone here is a rube. Attached is a picture of my boyfriend's mother's cat, Moxie. Adorable, tiny, and absolutely hates everything and everyone. Still fucking cute, though, even if she tries to swap me away. Look how cute she is. She's ready. Look how innocent until you go there, and then she's going to scratch the fuck out of you. Yeah, that's sort of what that looks like. Adorable. Thank you for that. I do have a paper. Somebody sent in uh, something to our Ooh. mailbox. I uh, got a couple of t-shirts. I want to read this one here. Uh, hey, Beans Queens. Never had much political interest before stumbling upon Mueller, she wrote way back, probably the kitchen days. Anyway, you hooked me with your witty delivery of ongoing events, spoke slowly enough for me to understand what the fuck was going on, and kept me sane through a couple of semi-shitty years. I'm more politically enlightened as a result of your podcast, your guests, and your commitment to telling the truth. I'm also extra glad that you're referring to him as the former guy. Actually, she says referring to it as the <laughs> former guy. As I've been yelling into the void for years that its head would implode if everyone stopped saying its name. <laughs> I'm still hoping its head will explode. <laughs> so I hope the media starts taking cues from you. To show my appreciation, I present you both custom shirts. I've got a shirt for you, Dana. Ooh, thank you. Based on your, quote, just out here being all ethical and shit comment, which truly belongs on a shirt. I apologize for the size and color in advance, having no clue as to what sizes you'd wear or colors you'd like. I just grabbed two of the same. Hope at least one works out. If not, I'd be happy to make you one that does. Just shoot me an email. The, these also happen to tie into my good news. To make a long story short, I lost my job September 2019. It was one of the most soul-sucking and shittiest jobs I've ever had. The energy of the place just drained the life out of me, so I was glad when I got canned or laid off, as I like to say. Since my husband was a stay-at-home dad for the last eight years of my kid's life, uh, I decided I was in no hurry to look for work, and I'm still going to milk this stay-at-home mom shit for as long as possible. <laughs> Fast forward to March 2020. Thankfully, I was already in the unemployment system, so I didn't have it as bad as 99% of the other, the rest of the country. Also, I have an elementary schooler, so it worked out. When the schools shut down, it all went virtual. Since it's a small Catholic school, we decided to keep him home in the fall as well. Since we, unlike other parents, had non-working parent had a non-working parent, it would mean one less kid in the classroom, keeping us all safer. Ironically, we sent him back the first week of this month, and four COVID cases broke out. Grr. Anyway, with unemployment reaching its end, I knew I had to start a job and a job hunting. Great time to look during a pandemic when everyone is remote, laying off, shutting down, and more than likely not hiring. I should also mention that during the crap job time period, I never stopped looking or applying to things, <laughs> but would rarely, if ever, get any response, even from temp agencies that I'd worked with previously. 
So job hunting, extra depressing. November rolls around and I get no I get not one but two interviews, both in industries who saw their businesses go up during the pandemic. Crazy, huh? No calls for a year, then I get two in one week. Fuck you, universe. Internal drama over the choice, and I go with potential happiness over money, hoping that I didn't just pass over something better than a job I just accepted. It's been three months in my new place, and I can't even say how much I love it. The people are great. The work is fun. I get to be creative all day, trying to come up with ideas to use our products, like on your shirts. No need to mention the company name, but we are a manufacturer of heat transfer vinyl and other products for garment industries. Uh, I'm getting paid to be crafty. I finally found my dream job. See, the shirts are my good news. For pet tax, I give you Elvis, our sweet bacon boy, a galoot of a beast, our giant lovable speed bump, who spent one last Christmas with us, then left the building a few days later at the ripe old age of at least 14, which is pretty spectacular for a big dog. I miss him sitting and staring at me while I'm on the toilet, barking like a fool to be let in two seconds after you let him out, and waiting patiently for the kiddo to drop food on the floor. Thanks for letting me ramble and sharing the good news you and Dana share every day. It really does help knowing that there are good things going on out there, even if it doesn't seem like it. Celebrating small victories from here on out. Thank you, Colleen. Pronouns she and her. Love it. Thank you so much for that last one. Yes, thank you. And thanks to everyone. Please send in any of your submissions, all of the stuff, all of the things. You can do that at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And uh, hey, March is almost over. We, we're going to do it. It's going to happen. So... Let's all hang on and see what April brings. Yeah, I cannot wait. I got another birthday coming up, so I think I'm just going to celebrate the same one I had last year. Mm, awesome. Well, you know, <laughs> we can do a Zoom. Like, give me a call. I'll be here. There you go. Perfect. All right, everybody, until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is directed, written, and hosted by executive producer Allison Gill and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Audio. Staff writers include Dana Goldberg, Amy Carrero, and Allison Gill. Our copy is written by Jesse Egan, and our marketing manager, executive assistant, and social media director is Kunai. Fact-checking and research by Allison Gill, Dana Goldberg, and Amy Carrero. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder of Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. Hey, everybody, do not miss our Daily Beans after party on the Stereo app. We'll be going live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dana and I want to hear from you. Our last Stereo show went a little bit like this. And uh, we're here doing our live after party. Daily Beans after party is what they're, what they're calling it, what the kids are calling it these days. It reminds me of I just watched <laughs> the 30 Rock episode where Liz Lemon was like, uh, out with the Tracy Jordan and he's like are you going to the after 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 party and they end up like on somebody's roof <laughs> um, but yeah just finished watching that vote the vote to oust Marjorie Taylor Greene from Woo-hoo! her two committees uh, I, I think I was incorrect I think the last time we were here live I said that she was only I thought she was only on one committee she was on two committees she yeah. was on education and labor and also on the budget committee like education what? education she's on the committee of edge she was was because she got voted <laughs> off of education yeah, and 11 Republicans voted alongside Democrats to oust her from these seats. Uh, so we're going to see how the backlash of that plays out, because, as you know, McCarthy was like, well, what about 
Maxine Waters and what about so-and-so and they get to keep their committee seats like they committed like they wanted other people to be executed or believed that 9-11 was not real or what like come exactly. on like stop stereo is the app for live social conversations we want to talk directly with you the listeners ask us questions about news politics anything and you can share your experiences and opinions and we want to hear it all so download the new app called stereo and join us live this week thursday 5 p.m pacific link to our show in the description and join us over on the stereo app